This is the Football Pink Podcast, and um, we're back. Yeah. It's um, been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, we had a short break. Uh, did you miss us, people? About, about a month and a half, really, and just life gets in the way. We've been planning to do one for quite a while, but... Um, yeah, unfortunately, work and other things get in the way yeah, of things that you it. really want to do, So, we're, but we're back. We're back, and we're back with Liverpool defeat, believe it or not. Um, it's, yeah, it's not after good. After 422 days... 45 Premier League matches, 106 points from 111. Liverpool have officially lost a Premier League game. And Arsenal fans up and down the country uh, uh, have been cheering. Saying to you before, social media has been bloody awful, hasn't it? It has. And we, you know, plenty You've of You've got Arsenal. to cop it, but the, all Liverpool fans just need to, to think of how much we're copping at the minute. And the day we do win it is they're just making it worse than themselves. How they think we were going to be unbearable then. Now, the way it's going now, we're going to be the worst yeah. of the worst. That's it. And. We're still going to win the title. We've still got in chances for winning other competitions. And we can always go undefeated next year. That's always a chance, isn't there? So, so we've missed, you know, I think we've missed a run of about 10 games. Our last podcast was talking about the um, our nursery team beating the EV um, on the 14th of Jan um, and also a win over Spurs. That's it. And since then, we've had a very commanding 2-0 win against United, which was thoroughly enjoyable. Always, always good to beat United. We had the uh, 2-1 win away to Wolves, which yep. we, everyone thought would be a big bananas game, but we seemed to cross that one quite well. Um, the change side that drew with Shrewsbury, um, as Shrewsbury came back from 2-0 down yep. in the FA Cup fourth round. That's it, that was a big one. That was, um, that was quite a shock to wake, um, not wake up to, but to watch it and... See it unfold, not exactly how we expected, especially knowing that it would lead to another replay. Yeah, uh, and and everyone up in arms, or some of the fan base up in arms about how we how you know we couldn't couldn't allow that to happen, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But Klopp was just there. Uh, well, well, let's just deal with it and move on. Comfortable two 0 win away to West Ham. Um, yeah, just a typical two 0 win away. Southampton four 0 at home. I don't think that was actually a 4-0 game. To no, be. no, Southampton were closer than the For me, eight. it's around since United. I mean, you could even talk about since um, Leicester away, um, which we dominated them on Boxing Day. Hasn't really been plain sailing. Um, look, every team goes through bumps, but I don't think we've been on it. And, you know, we'll get to Watford when we come to it, but it, I, I believe it had been coming. Yeah, I mean, how many times we talked about it on this podcast, historically, Christmas and post-Christmas and New Year, we go off the boil a little bit. Uh, but normally we go off the ball and start dropping points all over the place. We've gone off the ball and still managed to get ugly wins. I'll take an ugly win every day of the week through this grindy, hard period of, of back-to-back games, midweek games, you know, uh, then this new uh, winter break that will probably serve us in good stead in the long run, but it took us off our rhythm. So... But I think in the long run we'll have refreshed legs as we come in towards the uh, the, the the final running of the season kind of thing. So I think it'll 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 serve us well longer term. The kids um, did the business again in the uh, FA Cup replay, didn't they? Boy, did they! Shrewsbury, and um, everyone was really worried about the um, the physicality. And, um, uh, and we how dominated really didn't we? And how dare we feel such a young side and and, and dishonour disrespect the cup and all that and they go out and win. I think uh, Klopp had it nailed on and this will be you know the and the you know the senior squad got their break. And then the so called you know, then we did have our winter break and then the so called, you know, I would say um issues maybe started to the cracks started to show. 
One nil away to Norwich was wasn't the best performance. No, it wasn't. All. No, it wasn't. wasn't a very good performance. But but let's be realistic. It's away to Norwich in the in the middle of winter. You know, and, um, it's not a nice place to beat. go. Yeah, and they're scrapping for their lives. You know, they've just got not long. They beat um, Leicester this weekend, um, and then it you know another defeat away to Atletico. Um, not a bad performance, I would say, okay. in the big scheme of things. Again. But it, because we're just so used to winning, it, it felt like a real kick in the nuts. Yep. But in any era, when it be sh- you know like Paisley's eras and that kind of thing, you go away from home in a Champions League, knowing that you have got to bring a team back to Anfield afterwards, a draw or a one nil defeat, you take that, you know. So we bring them back to Anfield and and do the business. And you know, talking to Liverpool fans and the podcast that we listened to, the big thing for us was more so. We haven't had, you know, you look in the run of games, okay, you had United, a big one. You look at them run of games, Wolves, Shrewsbury, West Ham, Southampton, Norwich, um, West Ham again, and now um, w- w- Watford on the weekend. There hasn't been any games to really get up for in the big team things. Because at least last season, you know, they were almost wins. Really, yeah. we know it's inevitability at this point. So that Atletico net home game now gives up. So you think of this time last year where we got... Um, Porto and we went and beat them three or four nil or I think we beat them two nil at home and you knew we were going to go through again it was just just go and get the job done but it really gives us something to look forward to and you know there's already straight after the game there's already talks of a coach greeting and let's make it loud get in there early it's going to be a great return leg and just something to look forward to yeah, and you know, and all these games we're talking about there are banana uh, potential banana skins and we've got through them all bar one you know uh, and say. And it makes sure that the any complacency that might be starting to creep into them uh, is gone, ready for this Atletico game. In the three-two win against West Ham, which we did go down, and that's the first time we were behind in a game for a long time um, since the United um, away game early on in the season. Um, but the rating was on the wall there. The, the, exactly, the, the I was never in doubt that we were at least a defeat wasn't coming um, on that day. I, I thought, thought we could have got the point. Yeah. When we went down, I thought, we, yeah, we're, we'll we're still score. walk away with a point here. Surprised we won, if I'm honest, but I thought, okay. We're but again, not- it, again, it's just a, a natural flow on effect, knock on effect that it's coming. Yeah. It, uh, it, it, a defeat is coming and we uh, get to Watford last night or was it early hours of this morning, uh, four yeah. o'clock and I we never one, got going. No, once we went one nil down, I actually thought, we, for the first time, I actually thought, we're not going to get back into this. Yeah, it just doesn't seem to be that uh, nothing was coming off. Uh, you know, it it just didn't seem to be our day in so many ways. Personnel changes as well and everything else. Moving on back towards the end of the game, I go to the Atletico, West Ham and Watford game, put them in a group of three. The one we went on to win is the West Ham game where I feel, again, you could put that in a category with um, Leicester at home where we scored late. The Villa away game where we scored two goals stupidly late. We didn't change how we played. We just kept on doing our exact same stuff. Um, you know, you see teams when they panic when there's 10 to go, 15 to go, they change their, they change how they play. They start going long ball, throw a big man up top. We've never done that. We've always um, just carried on what we're doing and eventually we're confident that a goal will go in. Yeah, believe, believe in the process. Exactly. Now, if you look at Atletico and you look at Watford on the weekend... Especially when we were 3-0 down to Watford, but even at 2-0 down, it was just hoops into the box. Yeah. Big balls into the box. And, you know, yes, we do score a lot of headers and we do get the ball in a lot, 
but they, these aren't crosses with any purposes. They are they are hoofs into the and box it, to hope it, for something will fall. And it was kitchen sink, you know, with Minamino coming on. Uh, yeah. Last five, I totally understand, yeah. but normally, you know, say you'll say last five, though you look back to Villa, nothing changed. We carried no. away, we played, and, and we just kept going and didn't really make changes at all. Exactly. So we look at the personnel change. Lovren comes in, and by all accounts, has somewhat look, close to a stinker. Yeah, people are giving him a hard time. And I actually, if I was honest, in the big scheme of things, I don't think he had a real stinker of a game. But it's not it's not a graceful game. And it, it's a Degsy game. Degsy is is more brute force and ignorance than than guile and, and skills. And he'd give a few stupid free kicks away because his arms were all over the top of the defender. Instead of just playing smart and being the right place at the right time, I think uh, one of the goals he was at fault for, he was he was caught ball watching. Uh, and I just think, you know, if we if Degsy being in and playing like that early in the season, we'd all be quite happy. But we've now got Joe Gomez, who is stepping up and playing, you know, alongside Van Dyke in the same style as Van Dyke. It's it's not this... F- he can be physical when he needs to be, but it's not physical first. It doesn't need to be because the positioning and the pace. I look at the second goal, which is really the killer, really, because it's two goals in f- six minutes. Um, and it's the second goal that kills us, really. Um, because I think even at 2-0, they'll think they've won the game, really. Um, now, if you have... You know, it, it, it's poor on the touchline how... The lad gets out and is able to play a ball a, in behind ball him. Was so high, shouldn't be allowed. But if you think if you have Gomez there instead of Lovren, he's got does Gomez catch him? Yeah, he's got the pace to recover, and Gomez had stepped a little bit higher uh, than Van Dijk, and so he's got more to recover from. Uh, it, you know, it's just one of those. I just think it's getting to the point now where. Uh, yeah, Joe Gomez is, is the number two. Uh, and Was there a need to arrest him? Well, that's the big question. Is it a rest or there was talk of a potential injury that made him come out? No, and you, look, we do have Chelsea midweek away from home. Um, we'll get into our next next lot of maybe six, five Premier League fixtures, two other games in there as well from different competitions. But, you know, could you maybe try to play in this one and then get him in, for, get Lauren yeah. in? Matt it maybe for the Chelsea game. I guess he's thinking it's Watford. He should be able to deal with it because it's bottom half of the table kind of game that uh, and is probably going to be more physical and more suited <laughs> to the way Degsy plays. But actually, look, the reality is I just think Watford wanted it more. They fought for everything. They fought it's, it's absolutely. Typical fought. cliche, you know. We obviously have more class than um, Watford. Anyone in the world can say that. Um, so if we were going to match. If we matched our effort, we were going to win the game. Correct. But we didn't. No. They, you know, and hats off to Watford. They deserve the win. No bitching and moaning. They deserve to and win it. And it's also, you know, down. I think, you know, Klopp, he was always going to take it humbly. He was yeah. always going to be humble about it. Um, he's probably glad for the monkeys off his back. Well, he's, he, I've got a quote from him, like he said in a post-match interview, he goes, the pressure's off now. You know, no matter how hard you try to not think about it, every time we get in a, an interview, I'm always getting asked about in, Invincibles. Every time you get the boys in an interview, you're always talking about Invincible this, Invincible that. And... You know, it, it's hard to get away from it. So you do start feeling the pressure. You do start maybe going one up and maybe let's sit back. But now the boys can go free flow in football. It doesn't matter how many we lose now because we're going to win the league. We're going to get over 100 points. Yeah. It doesn't mean jack shit. We're going to win the league. 
And exactly. That, that's, even if we don't get over 100 points, we're going to win the league. We're still 22 points clear. Um, and There's still so many games to play to finish March. this. You know, and it... I think some of the fan base needs to... Uh, a lot of the fan base needs to get a grip. Yeah, yeah give, look at themselves in the mirror and give themselves a slap, to be honest, because it, it, it's, it's bollocks the way that people have been going on overnight. And I, like I say, I've given, I'm giving Degsy a little bit of, of criticism there, but you know, when, you know, people saying he had an absolute stinker. No, he didn't. He just wasn't as good as Joe Gomez would have been, and that's, that's the difference. You think how many times have we seen that people do, would go on to win the league, but they have bad days? And it's our first bad a, day of the season. You know, and if you think, uh, you know, when, in the last game, you know, Kaita came on and everyone slated Kaita and then... Uh, but we went on to win the game, so it doesn't matter. That's right. But when, um, what's his name, came on and he, he was so much better and we took Kaita off, Chamberlain came on. and So today he starts. And to be honest... Chamberlain was poor. He had a poor game. Everyone uh, was poor today, though. Yeah, you know, that's you, you it. You feel we only are missing Henderson in the middle. Yeah, and, and, and again, it comes back to... For all the Hendo haters out there that have given him nothing but grief, saying he's he doesn't deserve to be Liverpool captain, the fact that we are missing him so much, yeah. uh, it, it just goes to show. And we need him back in there. We need him back in there as quick as we possibly can. All right. So enough of that shit. Um, let's move on to more enlightening stuff. Our next run of fixtures. Woo-hoo. One, two, three, four, five, six. Our next run of fixtures that hopefully will see us finish being uh, crowned Premier League champions. There's four Premier League games in there, an FA Cup game and a Champions League. So big games all round. Big games all round, is it? So you say by the time that finishes, we'll have progressed in the FA Cup, we'll have progressed in the Champions League and we'll be uh, champions of England. That's it. So it starts off with Chelsea midweek, um, away from home in the FA Cup. Um, now this one is, I think, has come at a bad time in a way. Before we even lost this game, um, I actually think the loss is actually could be a beneficial thing for us, um, to a degree, because um, I think I talked to you about the problem with losing in the, um, especially the this stage of the Champions League. You can't fix that until three weeks later. Yeah. Good thing about losing in the league that you can get it over done with the following the week. following week, and we can now get it done within three days we play you know the game was on a Sunday morning 4am here um, against Watford and the Chelsea games on a Wednesday morning at 6.15 so um, it's very nice to just get it try get and get it done with. Over to, yeah that's it and then into the into the next league game however weekend. the way you know Chelsea yes they're fighting for top four but they're not in the, obviously the league cup finals this weekend um, they're not going to win the Champions League. They're not going to go into Europa League, and they're they're out of the Champions League. Let's be honest. What do they lose? Three yeah, nil at they're home. They're so they are out of the Champions League with three or four. So they're Frank's going to be looking at the FA Cup, and if he can win an FA Cup and finish top four, it is an unreal season for it them. It is absolutely. So he's going to be putting out everything, hundred percent side, and drilling into his players that this invincible team is no longer invincible because they've just been beaten. Does so, that then? You know, you look at. What do we do? What, exactly. That's, that's the big question on everyone's mind. And I, I really... Don't, I th- I personally, I'm sorry, I don't know how to play this one. Uh, does he still go with, with a younger squad? A second string squad? Well, we or, say a younger squad. It's not going to be as young as the Everton or the Morecambe game. N- no, it's but not. You'd expect, you know, the way you look at it, you'd expect um, Adrian to be in goal. Probably um, Ad- um, Adam Lewis at left back. Um, he has been doing really yeah. well. Um, what's your young lad's name? 
Oh, God. Brain's gone dead. I'll got it. I'll find it. But <laughs> Harvey Elliott, whatever. Harvey Elliott comes in. Curtis Jones will come in. But then you're thinking... Because Curtis Jones scored a hat-trick for the under-21s at the weekend. And then you're thinking, you know, Keita come in. Lolano will maybe start. Milner, you know, yeah. if he's back, can maybe get some minutes in his legs. All these type... Nico Williams is doing yeah. like that. I'm thinking he'll pop, will, will start. And I'm thinking, you know, you'll have um, Degsy and Matic with Matic being on the bench. Degsy and Matic will start centre-half together. So you're thinking that basic Origi as well will be the basic 11. Yeah, the, fri- the fringe players. Exactly. However, you know, looking at Chelsea actually drew with Bournemouth overnight um, and they only got the equaliser with five minutes to go. So they're not exactly on a good run of form either. I think Chelsea's squad start to feel a pace. It's not a big squad, and it's a young exactly. squad, and they are feeling the pace. I think we've been able to to rotate it more than Chelsea have. So I think and Frank's Frank's done really, really well. I take my hat off to him. Uh, but I'm just hoping that it's a bridge too far because I want us to progress in the FA Cup. I really do. To the point where maybe we should go a little bit stronger. Maybe we should. I go really a don't bit think stronger. you will. Because then you've got Bournemouth on the weekend, and then but then you've got Athletic. The reality is though, now as the loss is monkey is off our back, we can afford to lose to Bournemouth. You know, go go also, strong against Chelsea, go strong against Athletic. I do agree with going stronger because you know, no matter if you put out the fringe players for the first team, if you do go and lose and get knocked out to Chelsea. It then psychologically, psychologically it's then two from two you've lost. You've yep. lost three out of the last four if you count um, the Athleti result as well, yeah. or sorry, four out of the last six or whatever it is with the Athleti result. I, I, I'm not saying I go full strength, but I think I go a little stronger for the Chelsea game and then play the fringe players Especially for the Bournemouth. Home against Bournemouth. Yeah. Just I totally agree. I'd go a little bit more stronger. And then you, it gives you a chance to rest against Re- Bournemouth. That means you've basically got a full week. A full week before the Atletico game for, for players to come in fresh. Because the Atletico game's huge. Yeah, well, it's, it's, a, it's over a week. Cause we play Chelsea on the Wednesday and Atletico's on the Thursday. Yeah. Um, play so, Bournemouth on a Saturday, early, early game Saturday. Yeah. Early kickoff on That's Saturday. That's all Adelaide time, by the way, people. So don't confuse it with the uh, the local time. Well, on a Saturday back um, home as well, it yeah. is, um, it'll be the 12 o'clock kickoff. Yeah. It's the 11 o'clock kickoff here. So, yeah, that, that I don't think he will, but that's why I think he should. But it's be also, personally. for me, it's also something to keep fighting for because, look, there's a chance we could get, get go out in Europe. Yeah. And the league, let's, the, we all know the league is already well, won. So, so you want, you you want lift, a double of some kind. You beat City. But say if we get knocked out against Chelsea, you get knocked out against Atleti, you beat Chelsea to win the league, then you've got Villa, Brighton, Burnley, Arsenal, Chelsea, Newcastle, where... What else do you do for the rest of the really, season? Yes, you're in party mode, but then you look back on a season that is what you've, could have been. We could have yeah. been undefeated. We could have won the treble. We could have done this. We could have done that. It's more looking back and going, like basically what City did the other year. Yeah. You know, they won the league by a million points. Um, two seasons but, ago but should have won Champions League they should have done a lot more than that you know they got knocked out towards where we made the final yes they won the League Cup then look back and go could we have done more yeah and, and especially you know the, the league's done yeah we will win another four games the league is done so let's now focus on these other two tournaments and where necessary because this this monkey have been undefeated off our back now, had we not been beaten overnight, I'd be probably talking a bit different because I'd want to win the Bournemouth game as well. But right now, I don't give a shit about the Bournemouth game. There's there's plenty of plenty of games to to uh, to take the points. And Bournemouth, although they did get a good result against Chelsea, they are struggling at the minute. 
Um, and being at home, you'd expect the crowd to get up and we'd be fine. And suck the ball in. Yeah, agreed. So then we move on to Atletico is the big game. <sighs> yeah. And I just hope that the the meet and greet is huge. I hope, uh, let's be honest, we got a great reception over there. I think they, they the, their crowd did them proud. It was uh, intense. The, the video of their uh, their coach arriving was pretty damn impressive kind of thing. So we've now got to be, as a, a, a fan base, massively supporting this. There'll be boos, there'll be hisses, there'll be everything under the sun. Won't there? Yeah, really intense uh, pitch side. And hopefully, hopefully, we Get can do the business. Uh, and I don't see why we don't. Yeah, we're, yeah it's, it's only a goal. Only a goal. Exactly, and I do fully expect us to go through because I don't think they'll know what hit them when they hit. Um, they come to our stadium. Um, you know, Barcelona said they weren't going to feel it, and they were three 0 up. Yeah. Um, and they've come and completely lost the plot. So again, I think an early goal is vital. Um, you talk. I think great analysis was um, Villarreal twenty sixteen um, Europa League run. Um, we we went to Villarreal and it was quite surprising. We got beat there, um, and it was a last minute goal. Villarreal scored at their place. And everyone's going, oh, God, here we go. You know, but fans got there early. Look, Athletic are obviously a lot better team than what Villarreal are, but we're a lot better team than what the Liverpool team was in 2016. That club oh, had. hell yeah. Um, you know, within five minutes we had scored and completely wiped the deficit down. And you can tell their game plan was to come and defend the deficit. Um, Atletico's, they'll play in the counter a little bit, but their main objective, like they did for basically about 85 minutes in their plays, will come and defend that one goal lead, which they are known for. So if we can get one nice and early when the crowd's up for it, the longer it goes on, the more frustrated the crowd will get, the more frustrated the players yep. will get. And, get they, one early. and they are good on the low block. We know they are. So get one, get one early, and then they have to come out and play them. Yep. And that's when we can pick them off, just like we did against Villarreal. We won that game 3-0. And then the derby the week after, which would have been nice to win the league there. Would have been nice to win the league. Look, look at it this way. You don't have to pay, pay an air fare now. Yeah, I was looking at going over for that game, but... I mean, it's still possible. Um, I don't know actually if it is impossible City, now. Well, it is City, if City drop points. Because um, City, you know, of City, we'll get into City's games after, but they are playing in the League Cup final this week. You know, the game that no one gives an absolute shit about. I'd even forgotten all about it. Exactly. So that's why their game against Arsenal is postponed. We'll get into their next five, which is ridiculously hard. Um, but yeah, the Ev. At this point, I'd go there and get a point. Yeah, again, yeah, because yeah, it really doesn't matter. You know, we nah. we do have athletic game midweek, um, yeah, and that could be a tough game. You know, we've still got plenty of games against opposition that we can just blow away when the time's right and just put this to bed bit by bit. Week after Palace at home, and that is still where I think we will win the league at Palace at home. Oh, um, you at, think it'll be Palace, not City? At the minute, obviously, with you know, basic maths. Um, 12 points will win us the league, three, um, four wins. Um, so, do the maths, that it will be City. If you yeah. count off, we've got four Premier League games, so we play City. Win well, at City, win the league. However, City will drop points. City will drop points. Um, like I said, the Arsenal game just got postponed. Um, all kind of, this is all on assumptions and stuff like that, but we're going to assume that they're going to play that game and then as soon as, we, as soon as they can. Yeah. Um, Maybe in between the Everton and Palace game. But they've got... Let's say they're playing this weekend against Arsenal. They've got Arsenal, United, Burnley, Chelsea and Liverpool. 
It's not a good run, is it? Four of the so-called top, top six. six. They're only not playing Spurs. Obviously, they're the sixth side. So, out the other five teams in the top six, they're playing four of them. And then, for those to and win they're, it they're all City, fight They're all fighting for a top four spot. So, they're not, they're not taking a foot off the gas. City, on the other hand, which we'll talk about in a minute, are, are probably out of Champions League next year anyway. So, apart from the money for being higher up the league, which they don't really give a shit about money, then... I don't think I think City's eyes are firmly off the league now and focusing on other especially things. Um, with the two-one win away to Madrid. Yeah, uh, midweek. Yeah, they so are. you know you think they'll go to United away where they have been beaten this year already. Um, sorry, they they lost the uh, away leg, so they lost both times at the Etihad. Actually, City's the only time they beat them was at the Old Trafford. Then you got Burnley. Then you got Chelsea away as well. So, like I said, I do, you know, and they need to win for all them games. Them three games against Arsenal, United, and Chelsea. You know, yeah. let's assume they'll beat Burnley. They'll win. They'll they need They've to get drop the, points. Yeah, and let's be real, they'll drop points in one of those games, whether it be a draw or not. And as soon as that happens, we'll win the game. We'll win the league at home to Palace. Ah, so that weekend, twenty first. Uh, better book some time off work. Party time. What Palace? Is it a Saturday or a Sunday? Was it Monday morning there? Palace, it's a Saturday. Saturday from 4am, ouch. Uh, 4am here in Adelaide. Um, that Sunday might be uh, some time I've worked. I think so. I think uh, we win the game and, and go on the piss, basically. Pretty much. So, all in all, it's uh, it's not a bad thing. Uh, I think the main thing is just not to stress. Yeah, um, correct. Don't panic. There's not going to be some coronavirus outbreak. We don't need to panic. Uh, yeah, again, the amount of people are like, just because one news reporter decided to put a stupid article out, the reality is we're going to win the league. You know, something may or may not happen. Who cares? Just go day by day and the league's done. Uh, and it won't be behind closed doors because there'll be that many people in the streets. It'll be even worse. So it won't exactly. be won't be behind closed doors. Uh, better control them inside the ground than in a million pubs in the city uh, and surrounds. So yeah, definitely. Uh, do you want a quick chat about City and the uh, Champions League ban? Yeah. So so City have been found guilty of not telling whole truths about their investment. Shock. Uh, you know and. They have a so the this ruling's been given down onto them for a two year uh, Champions League ban. They've immediately uh, actually put in an appeal, uh, and it goes up to CAS, uh, the Council for Arbitration of Sport, who are independent. Now, one thing I wasn't aware of, I thought that while they had the appeal underway, it would hold up the fact that the ban was in place. Wrong. The ban is. Yeah, normally when things like this go through, they put an appeal in and then stall as long as possible through the appeal. So by the time it all gets done, you're into the, you, you've sort of like uh, suspended the ban for as long as you possibly can. Apparently the way CAS operates is you have been found guilty and until you can prove that you are not guilty, the ban is upheld. 
So it's actually in City's interest now to actually get this through CAS as quickly as possible, which means they have to hand over all the information that they have not been handing over as easily. And the big criticism that the UEFA had, though, is that City actually uh, were not cooperating with the investigation. And for CAS to be involved, City are putting the lodge, lodging the uh, the the, the, uh, the appeal up. It means City have to hand over the information. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Obviously, the big concern then is if CAS uphold it, which I sus- I think they will. I'll, I'll tell you why in a second. It's where the City then take it to the Swiss courts, and then te- technically, it's a risk of bringing FIFA down. Then, uh, sorry, UEFA down. There is, there is a potential risk of that happening. But what they're, go- they're going to struggle with, again, I've been listening to quite a few legal eagles on this one who, who you know, who are, who, you know, <laughs> I'm no expert by any stretch of the imagination. But what they've said is that because they accepted the, in- the, the, in- the initial fine, uh, 49 million in 2014, because they accepted that without any appeal at that point, they've by default accepted that UEFA has ruling power over this. And as such, now as they've got another ban and another fine, how can they say that UEFA can't put this down? And so they think CAS will uphold it because they accepted it the last time round. So we wait and see what happens. Uh, it's it's uh, It's going to be interesting. There's a lot of news saying that actually. Um, I think Jamie Carragher, um, Jamie Carragher, Gary Neville actually said that he does think City will win the appeal, um, but it's going to be that take that long in the courts that um, it's all but guaranteed they're going to be out of it next year. Yeah, because um, there's no way they're going to get this done and dusted within a year. So no, no doubt they can get the CAS appeal can be done within a month. Apparently, the whole system is set up to be streamlined really quick. I think but City have to drive it. I think everywhere you look at it, they're not going to be in the Champions League next year. Um, and what it's going to cost them is huge, financially. It'd be interesting to see what happens in the summer. It'd be really interesting to see what happens in the summer with players and managers. And managers coaches. and everything else. Uh, just the uh, on players for City. Uh, do you hear about uh, Raheem Sterling give this uh, interview in Spain? Have you seen the photo? Uh, yes. A bad photo. Well, it's, I listened to uh, an interview with, um, what's his name, uh, Guillaume Balliac kind of thing. He's a, he's a Spanish reporter that's in the know for all of this stuff, very much in the know, and he's, he's, he's well-renowned also for, for writing quite a few biographies and stuff. He was the, he was the reporter to give the interview to Gareth Bale in the same paper. It basically said uh, how much I really like Real Madrid, and apparently if you want to go to Real Madrid, it's known that you have to come out in the press, and actually bow down to Real Madrid, how good they are. And he, he said he's had not, he has had nothing to do with this interview with Raheem Sterling, but it's an exact replica of what he did for Gareth Bale. Before he did the move. To, no, for when Gareth Bale went to Real Madrid. Yeah, before, so, he, did yeah, before he did the move. And it's basically, you, Real Madrid will not look at you until you've done that. It's basically, this is the come and get me call, and this is how you do it. You have to. Do, you, you, there's no reason for Raheem Sterling to do that interview in the Spanish paper at all at this moment in time. The only reason is to do the calling card. For and those that really interesting. Seen the photo behind it, basically, he's 
photo in casual clothes with basically a city shirt and scarf on one shoulder and a Real Madrid shirt and scarf on another. It's it's terrible, really. Yeah, it's all and and how much he he thinks Real Madrid are a really nice club and all the rest of it. And it's one of those, if he does that interview, he can't say that he doesn't like Real Madrid. He knows that question is coming. And if you don't want to say... that or you need to sack the publicist. Well, you just don't take the interview. Yeah, and why would a Man City player at this moment in time give an interview to a Spanish paper. Yeah. It, it's, it's like, it's all set up. And again, add to that, that Man City's ban for Champions League is coming up. This is Raheem Sterling setting up for him to go next year. Yeah. Heard it here first, folks. <laughs> All righty. That will uh, do us for this week. Um, we'll get back next week. And... Um, Back again and hopefully progress through to the next round of the FA Cup. Sounds good to me. Up the Reds.